Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Everything Else. I'm your host, Nick Stewart. Hope you're all doing well. It's good to have you all to myself on this cold morning in Yukon. Cozy up by the fire. Take that coat off. You look breathtaking. Are you... (laughs) Are you coming on to me? Because I'm married. So stop it. Alright, I should probably produce some kind of content today if I'm going to uh, waste your time like this. So, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk a little bit about free speech, right? Because that's, uh, that's a relatively calm subject that doesn't cause a lot of division, right? I was, uh, was reading last night that Neil Young has uh, given Spotify an ultimatum. Uh, he's told them that if they don't take down Joe Rogan's podcast, he uh, wants to take his songs off Spotify uh, because they have a responsibility to uh, limit the spread of misinformation. And that's that's eerie how they talk about misinformation the way they used to talk about COVID, right? I, like I could almost see us having like a misinformation lockdown at this point. <laughs> um now this is already like a massively dense situation to unravel. Uh, I guess first of all, Joe Rogan's contract would be like the the most relevant thing to this conversation. Uh, a couple years ago, now um, he very famously signed a five year contract with Spotify uh, to make the podcast exclusive on their platform. Yeah, that was for a hundred million dollars, which is just more money than I can comprehend. Like I think about the number of graphic novels that I could buy with that money, and once I imagine my bookcase filling up with them, that's about as far as my brain can comprehend. Um, it's just incomprehensible. Uh, so, if that tells you nothing else, it should tell you that Spotify places a high value on Joe Rogan. In fact, we don't even have to speculate what he's worth to Spotify because we have a literal number, a literal dollar amount declaring to the heavens precisely what they feel Rogan is worth to them. And that number is a hundred million dollars. I could talk about that for hours. So I, I remember when Rogan's podcast wasn't that big of a deal. Like I, I listened to it like 10 or 12 years ago because uh, Doug Stanhope was a frequent guest and I, I've always been a big fan of his. And I never really listened to the show other than that, but uh, I would always see it on the homepage of podcast apps. Like it was uh, one of the, the most popular podcasts like him and Marin and um, stuff you should know and st- like those are the things that you'd always see on the home page uh, then I remember when it made news because Elon Musk was on and he smoked weed on the show with him and I just remember thinking like it's kind of a big deal that he had Elon Musk on right so I remember that whole thing blew up and then the next thing I know I'm hearing about uh, the Spotify deal 100 million dollars <laughs> boggles the mind so I started listening to him around the time I met my wife because she watched the show whenever there was someone on she was interested in like uh, Sam Harris or someone like that 
and uh, I've been keeping up with it ever since. Uh, it's a great show, you know. I really only watch uh, when it's someone I'm interested in, but like he's kind of expanded my interests in some ways. So sometimes I'll watch when there's like a scientist or someone on. So to to put it in perspective, like how popular Joe Rogan is, uh, I read that he has about 11 million viewers per episode, and that dwarfs CNN by a factor of about six. And Fox News has about the same as CNN. So when we talk about mainstream media, we're not talking about Fox or CNN. <laughs> we're talking about Joe Rogan. Uh, even guys like Tim Pool have like one million more listeners than Fox and CNN. Uh, ben Shapiro's show is somewhere around four million, uh, if I recall. I think that's just YouTube subscribers, so you could imagine across different platforms, that's that's even more. Um, so what I'm saying is Joe Rogan is not some fringe, alternative, underground guy. He is mainstream media. <laughs> you know, he has scientists and respected authors and presidential candidates. Uh, like, those are the kind of people that are on his show um you know he's not some weird alex jones kind of guy you know uh even though he's had alex jones on the show and those are pretty entertaining episodes um so when we're considering like who spotify might side with when it comes to neil young throwing a hissy fit and threatening to remove his songs uh it makes you wonder you know will they they boot the guy that they paid a hundred million dollars to get for Neil Young, probably not. I'm I'm gonna bet not. If I if I were a gambling man, um, now I like Neil Young a lot. Neil Young has a lot of value to me, but uh, I don't think to to an entity like Spotify it would matter much uh, whether Neil Young wanted to take his ball and go home. You know, um, in in addition to that, I'm wondering if Neil Young even has the authority to make that ultimatum. Uh, because I could totally be talking out of my b-hole right now, but I remember reading about a year ago that a corporation bought like a thousand of Neil Young's songs, like some incomprehensible, like again, I can't, you know, imagine having a thousand songs, but like, um, I think that's why I remember it because I think it was over a thousand of his songs, uh, were purchased by a corporation. And that's what a lot of people don't realize about the music industry you know it varies from artist to artist obviously but most of the time you don't own your songs like your songs are owned by the record label you released them on and sometimes something weird like a corporation owns your songs um you know your your catalog is out of your control probably if if you're a big star like neil young you know um i remember afi They've, they've had a lot of disputes with their labels over the years. Um, when they left Nitro Records, uh, Nitro released a, a little greatest hits thing to try to squeeze a little more money out of their catalog. And they t uh, told their fans to boycott it because they didn't have uh, permission to release it. Uh, but the thing is, Nitro owned all the all the music they released on that label, which you know was a few really good records like Black Sails and the Sunset and The Art of Drowning, um, 
Fun fact, that that compilation is the only release of my favorite AFI song, uh, A Winter's Tale. Favorite AFI song. A few years ago, Jeff Kresge, um, who was the original bassist of AFI, uh, he was releasing some old uh, AFI singles, like the first stuff they ever put out. And uh, they, they, uh, AFI once again released a statement telling people not to buy these singles because uh, he didn't have permission to, to release them. And then Kresge had to come out and say, hey, you know, these were released on my label, Key Lime. And we own the songs, and we're just reissuing songs that we already own. So, you know, it's a complicated thing, obviously. Like, intellectual property laws are are very confusing to begin with. Uh, but the artists feel like it's their music. And in a perfect world, it would be, perhaps. But, but the labels can legally do whatever they want with it. Um, have you ever heard that, that phone call between uh buddy holly and his manager uh norman whatever his name was he was uh buddy holly's producer and manager for uh most of his career his very short career and he was just robbing buddy holly blind the whole time um but buddy holly calls him up and for some reason this phone call was recorded um, but he calls him up asking if he can release uh, some songs that he recorded that were never released. Um, or he wants the recordings from this guy. And gosh, I want to I wanna say his last name was Petty, but that's just too weird. Norman Petty. That sounds right. It's going to drive me nuts. It's going to pop into my head when I'm on my way to work this morning. And then it'll be too late to tell you. Uh, but this guy has to tell Buddy Holly, like, nah, you know, the record label owns those songs and, and they might want to release them in the future. You know, you can't just have them. You know, it's a weird dynamic. I've gone down a major rabbit hole here, but uh, my point is <laughs> some freaking corporation owns most of Neil Young's songs and he probably doesn't have the full authority to, to give Spotify this ultimatum, you know. Uh, it's just weird that someone would assert... I so disagree with this platform giving Joe Rogan a voice that if they don't take that voice away, I am going to take my music down. I'm going to give up that $12 check from Spotify every month on principle. I am I'm canceling my monthly trip to Big Lots to buy DVDs because I'm sacrificing my Spotify money. This is uh this is comical, you know. I actually did have a friend uh, my friend Joe told me uh, that he took his music off of Spotify because uh, he got a $12 check from them so he could make the same amount of money selling one CD at a show. So it just wasn't worth it. Crazy, huh? 
anyways, the uh, the whole thing just assumes that you could silence Joe Rogan <laughs> as if Spotify is going to take his podcast down and he will never be heard from again. Uh, you know, like the only reason that he even was popular in the first place was because he was on Spotify as if they didn't spend a hundred million dollars on him. <laughs> you know, do you think that's going to happen? Do you think they're going to take him off Spotify and he's just going to disappear forever? I guess maybe if he has a, a contract to be exclusive, then if they did take him down, maybe he would have to not publish anywhere for the rest of that five years. That's possible now that I think about it. But he's coming back. He's the most popular podcaster, commentator, you know, personality guy. Like, he's the most popular in the country, maybe the world. I don't know. But, like, you think that guy's just going to disappear? Probably not. Um, but the whole thing kind of scares me, you know, like it scares me that the reaction is to silence this guy. Like what, what does that say about the overall attitude in the country that you jump straight to that instead of having a meaningful dialogue, you know, which by the way is exactly what you get from Joe Rogan. Every time I listen to Rogan, he's, he's having people fact check things for him and, and he's presenting a balanced opinion of things and he pushes back on what the guests say and um, asks people really hard questions. And, I mean, and he talks to people for like three hours. You know, it's, it's hard to misunderstand someone when you're having a three-hour conversation with them and not just getting sound bites, you know. The way he's demonized is, is just comical. Um, I, I've never heard a critique of him that was true. I was I was listening to Rain Wilson's podcast, and he said something like, uh, "You know, maybe we could be uh, worth millions of dollars if, uh, you know, like Joe Rogan, if if we believed the vaccine wasn't real." <laughs> you know, I butchered most of that except for that he said the vaccine wasn't real, and uh, just like really, like is that what Rogan believes? Does that sound accurate to you? He doesn't believe the vaccine is real. <laughs> you know, it's not a question of how well it works or whether it's dangerous or not. It's whether it's real. Like, it's just a fake thing that they're shooting. <laughs> you know, like the guy who still to this day has everyone tested when they come to the studio to be on his show. Uh, the guy who was going to take the vaccine when the UFC was giving them out. The guy who, by the way, is is probably partly to blame for the lockdowns. Like, I don't want to sound like too crazy, but in early 2020, he had an epidemiologist on and this guy scared the crap out of everybody. He told people how dangerous the virus was going to be and how we didn't have enough ventilators. And, you know, my point is three different people shared that episode with me. Three people I didn't know listened to Joe Rogan. <laughs> Three different people shared that episode with me to show me the seriousness of COVID-19 before the lockdown. Uh, so I'm, I might be crazy, but with that many millions of people listening to him, it makes you wonder if that's part of the reason people were on higher alert and they just accepted the lockdowns when they came because... Someone above even CNN and Fox had already convinced them that this was going to be a really bad pandemic. I don't want to blame him because he's obviously not pro-lockdown now. But it's just becoming clearer and clearer to me that, that some people 
are capable of having a conversation and hearing people out. And then the other side just wants to silence them. You know, Joe Rogan, if nothing else, has conversations with people and hears people out. And people want him removed. You know, what does that what does that say? And I've said it before, but I don't I don't know like that there was any election fraud in 2020. I never looked into it. I don't really care. They could all be fixed for all I know. I don't believe in presidents. So it's kind of, I don't have a dog in the race. I heard some fishy things, but I never really did a deep dive and tried to figure out what was going on. And here is what I will say is the most convincing piece of evidence that there was some degree of fraud. You were not allowed to talk about it. You got banned off social media. You were called a crazy conspiracy theorist. Like, it's just ridiculous. You're not allowed to talk about the vaccine either. You're, you're not allowed to even suggest that there could be side effects or that some people might not need it. And whatever a so-called conspiracy theorist is saying today, Anthony Fauci will be saying in six months. Good grief. You know, like, at one point you were banned off YouTube for saying it was a lab leak. And now it's pretty much accepted by everyone that it was a lab leak, you know. So the one bright spot in this is just how little anyone takes these kinds of things seriously. Everyone is kind of making fun of Neil Young. The Spotify employees who protested Joe Rogan, eh, they didn't get a lot of support. So there's your white pill for the day. The, the more people try to silence free speech, the more people wake up to how dangerous all of this is. Because that's the one thing that that does get people's antenna up, where it's kind of like, you know, you're not even going to let them talk? Like, you're not even going to let me hear what they have to say? Like, that gets even the most leftist people I guess I should say like left of center because leftists want free speech, you know, and far right wants free speech. But, um, you know, in the center left, you know, that they seem to be the ones kind of silencing free speech. And uh, that even gets their antenna up, you know, it gets their spidey sense going when they're like, you won't even let me listen to them. Like, you know, it it really red pills people to, to the situation. So I guess that's all I got on Joe Rogan. American hero. We started uh, fostering a new cat last night. She's cool so far. She slept in the bed with us. She uh, she was chill. She hasn't met our other cats yet, but I think they'll get along. Yeah, her name's Sophie, but we want to change it. Uh, a while ago, back when we were first talking about getting another cat. Ashley gave me permission to name our next cat Rockwell after Lou Rockwell, but I didn't anticipate getting a girl cat, so it kind of feels weird, you know, but Rockwell's just a surname, so I guess it's not that weird. I don't know. Let me know what you think. You you seven listeners of mine, tell me if Rockwell is a weird name for a girl cat. And uh, hey, before we go, you want a music recommendation? Because I got a, I got a music recommendation for you. Uh, I've been listening to this chick, uh, Bella White. She's a bluegrass singer, and she's amazing. Uh, the record is, I, I think she only has one record, and it's called uh, Just Like Leaving. 
and I've listened to it uh, about three times in the last day. It's it's excellent. And uh, you know what? Since we talk so much about uh, intellectual property laws uh, on this episode, this might as well be the podcast that gets me sued, right? So let's have Bella White play us off. If you're listening on YouTube, you're not hearing Bella White right now. You're hearing our same old theme song. But uh, for all the rest of you, check out check out the song. I like this a lot. And uh, enjoy your day. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stunwall in the hands of my love.